the Zach Benson hype train all aboard because it's about to leave the station. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Excuse me, bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started the Sabres win their home opener for the preseason night number two against the Boston Bruins four to one and there was a star in the making in this game Zach Benson we'll talk a lot about Benson on today's show I got some other observations from Sabres and Bruins as well and then a preview of Kraft Hockeyville Sabres and Maple Leafs uh, just outside of London Small, you know, uh, local arena. This is a cool event that they put on every year in Canada, and the Sabres are a part of it. We'll go through what the lineup's going to look like and a little bit more about, uh, yeah, about Kraft Hockeyville. Owen Power, among others, uh, will be playing in the game. So starting, though, with what everybody is excited to talk about, we talked a little bit about it on our last show, more today and more glowingly today about Zach Benson, the Sabres' first-round pick from this past NHL draft, their first-round pick, um, which ended up being the 13th overall pick in 2023. He was excellent against the Boston Bruins. He was making himself noticeable on every single shift. In our last episode, we talked a lot about the fact that he is just getting an opportunity in the first place that Benson is getting a chance to make this team. He has skated with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner from the get-go at training camp, every practice. Now he gets a chance to play with those guys in the game. He played with Tyson Jost and Jordan Greenway in the opener on Sunday against the Washington Capitals. Well, here we go. Preseason game number two. You get to play with Tage Thompson. You get to play with Jeff Skinner. And man, did Benson shine. He really jumps off the page. You can't not notice him. It isn't just, you know, you might expect for a five foot nine, 160 pound, 18 year old draft pick that got picked that high to just be all about the flash and all about the skill and all about the highlights and whatnot. And trust me, that's there. You see the, the pure talent that he has on display a lot, but In addition to all that Benson is able to do with the puck, to me, what is most recognizable and what to me is going to give him the best chance to make the Sabres for opening night is what he does away from the puck. And it is absolutely breathtaking what he is able to do at his age away from the puck. He is a nightmare for a defenseman. When he is the forechecker, That defenseman, it is a nightmare. He is all over you. He is so good with his edge work. He is a pest. He will not leave you alone. And he is so good at taking the right angles and understanding where that defenseman 
wants to go with the puck. He forced two, three, even I counted four turnovers. The fourth one was a little iffy because he got some help on it. But three or four turnovers that he created just by pestering that defenseman and understanding that defenseman wants to swing the puck around the boards when he's pressured, having his stick in the right place to force that turnover. He fights hard on 50-50 battles. And in fact wins a bunch of 50-50 battles. And for him to win those battles at his size, playing, you know, there are some players in the Bruins lineup that are kids like Benson, 18, 19, 20 years old, draft picks, prospects. But there are also guys in like Brandon Carlo, who he forced a turnover from with a 50-50 battle. Brandon Carlo is a big, physical, veteran NHL defenseman that Benson, I'll take that. You give me that. I'm going to out-leverage you. I'm going to out-angle you. He's not going to out-muscle you, but he's going to understand his angles. He's going to understand his leverage, and he's going to win battles that he otherwise should not win. And being very strong in your skates helps that as well. Another play that I recognize, I noticed from Benson, away from the puck that turned into a play with the puck, he was playing with Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson. The recognition, Skinner's got the, the puck in their own end. And Benson sees... The pass, in his mind, that he wants Skinner to make. So what does he do? There is a pass open. There is only one. But the pass that is open is, if I go to the right of this defenseman, they're both back, Skinner, and I get I get ahead of steam, and I can get by him, Skinner can put that puck off the boards to me, and then it'll careem to me, and I'll be behind the defenseman. So he's going to have to make a great pass, but I'm going to open myself up to him to make this pass. It's almost like a speed receiver going deep, recognizing what the safety is doing and knowing, all right, the only way I'm going to give my quarterback a chance to make this throw is if I get to this spot. And Benson does that. Skinner's got the awareness to recognize what he's doing. He puts the puck off the boards up to Benson, who gets a breakaway. Doesn't score in the breakaway, but that is Benson away from the puck, mentally creating a scoring chance. And, you know, he has to mesh with a talented player Skinner to do that, but it's a great job by Benson. And then with the puck, man, this hands are on display. Um, He is a very good stick handler. He understands spacing. He's great vision as a passer. He definitely leaves a little bit to be desired right now when it comes to the shot. He had a couple of opportunities to score goals in this game, which is to his credit that he's getting into these opportunities to score. And it, you know, could be jitters a couple games in because he's supposed to have a nice shot. He's supposed to be a good finisher, and he has been. I mean, he was in the Prospects Challenge. Um, he has been in juniors. He scored on Sunday against Washington. A couple of shots he could have put home, but I might want to expect that that will you know, happen if he gets those opportunities more and more. So where does it leave us? You know where it leaves me? Every As that game progressed, and I'm not the only one, all of Sabres Twitter is all over this as an idea. It leaves me thinking, that not only could Zach Benson make the Sabres out of training camp and be in their opening night lineup, at this moment in time, on Wednesday, September 27th, if you pinned me down and made me predict one way or the other, you know what? You don't have to pin me down. I just feel a little, I feel a little comfortable saying it. I think Zach Benson's going to make this team. I'm at a point after seeing him, you know, I haven't watched every practice, but seeing a little bit of him at practice, watching him at the prospects challenge, hearing all about how good he is from every draft analyst and all the draft analysts, by the way, are on Twitter saying, yeah, this isn't surprising. 
this isn't surprising. I, I could have seen this coming. The guys that have watched him more before he got to Buffalo are not surprised by this. That's another fact element here for me. And then watching him last night and on Sunday against the Bruins and the Capitals and looking every bit competent to play with NHL players next to him. I want to predict he'll be in the opening night lineup. In fact, I feel more confident that Benson will be on the top line with Thompson and Skinner, where he's been skating, than I am that he won't be in the lineup. I think he's going to play. I really do. I think he has looked that good. This is that promising of a prospect. And you might only want to give him the nine games and see how he looks. And if it's close at all, maybe you send him back. Um, But at least until Savoy gets healthy or Jack Quinn gets healthy, I think it's a really good idea to put Benson in the lineup on opening night. And I think it's going to happen. I would predict right now that it's going to happen. One thing that Benson does, if he's able to enter into the lineup, is create an opportunity for more balance within the Sabres lineup. I'll give you some lot, an idea of what I see happening to the Sabres lines and lineup if Benson's able to crack the, the, the team out of camp. I got a thought on that and a couple other observations from Sabres and Bruins before we get to Sabres and Leafs preseason game number three on Wednesday night. Stay tuned. This is the Locked On Sabres podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. You got time to get your hockey futures in. A little over two weeks away, Sabres to win the cup. Sabres Atlantic Division prop. There's Tage Thompson over-unders as well. Check them out all at FanDuel Sportsbook. Of course, right now, though, the big, you know, the big time of year it is for sports is football season. And snap into NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. Spreads, player props, over-unders, plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase, and thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sabres 4, Bruins 1. I got a couple other observations, including one on Devin Levi, uh, coming up in a moment. But as we talk about Zach Benson, his probability of making the NHL team out of training camp, which I believe is happening before our very eyes, one thing that it can do is answer the question of how do they replace Jack Quinn. And Jack Quinn, listen, I thought there was a breakout coming, but last year, 13 goals, just over 40 points or under 40 points. We're not talking about yet a core piece of the puzzle. I think he will be eventually, but not yet. Well, Benson jumping into the lineup and skating so well with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, to me, the idea I would have is you keep that line together. They're building chemistry. It's a nice environment for Benson to get his feet wet in the NHL. I mean, playing with Thompson, right? Thompson does it all. He can put – Benson has a nice pass. Thompson can put it home for him. Uh, Benson finds the right opening and needs an easy scoring chance, and Thompson uh, can find him as a playmaker. And Skinner, of course, is a great finisher as well. It's a good line, I think, to, to expose Benson to the NHL with. Insulates him a little bit. Although it would give him tougher matchups. Like there is a downside to that. It would give him tougher matchups on the other side of the ice because those teams are trying to match up their best defensive forwards with Tage. Anyways, I'd keep that line together, let them build build chemistry, and move Alex Tuck down to the second line with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka. Because now what I have 
is two solid top six lines if Benson can come in and produce right away. Tuck has played with Cousins. They play great together on the penalty kill. They play great together on the power play. When they play together at five-on-five, five, they're great together. They've played well together in overtime. There are many different opportunities to see these two together, and it, hit, it has gelled. And Paterka, add that in. Between those three, arguably three, the three, the, the three, excuse me, fastest skaters on the Buffalo Sabres are those three players. Jack Quinn, Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, Dylan Cousins, and Alex Tuck. Speed line is what you would have. You would be able to bump Olsen back down to line three, or you could trade Olsen if you want. You might have more freedom to do that. Um, and you have Middlestat back on the third line, captaining that line, insulating that line. Maybe you want to throw Krebs up there, Joe, Screenway, whoever you want to do it with. I think talk down with Cousins is a better idea when you have Benson playing as well as he is up with Tage Thompson in his spot. couple other uh, observations from Sabres and Bruins. Devin Levi, incredible. 19 saves on 19 shots, played 40 minutes of hockey. Devin Cooley, Devon Cooley, no, yeah, Devon Cooley, um, camp invite for the Sabres. He played in the third period. Levi was incredible, and he was tested. There were multiple incredible saves, including a flurry of three, four saves in a row that he made late in the second period to keep it a scoreless hockey game. Cooley played well, by the way, as well. He made 19 saves, 18 saves in the third, but he did let one goal in. Levi, though, was the second story of this game. For as good as Benson looked, Levi reaffirmed everyone's belief in him that this guy is, man, he is just moving side to side. He's making glove saves look easy. He's responding to rebounds in a terrific way. I thought Levi was super impressive in this game. Riley Stillman finds the scoreboard. Jeff Skinner uh, gets a goal as well. Philip Cedarquist, Brandon Byro. Um, overall, I think a solid effort from a lot of different Sabres. Uh, Yuri Kulik, I noticed him again. Another good game from him. Isaac Roseanne, I thought, disappeared a little bit. Had some nice moments. Um, so the kids played well. Darlene got into it a little bit. And so did Samuelson, especially late in the third. I was like, oh, get these guys out of here. Because Darlene was about to fight somebody. He, he, But that's what he is, right? He will fire guys up. All right, so there we are on Sabres and Bruins. 4-1 to one over Boston. Boston, I don't think they're going to be that good this year. Just saying. I don't think um, as good. Did I say that good? I think they'll be pretty good. I don't think they'll be nearly as good. The center depth. Reminder, had this. I have a show about Boston from a, a month ago on when we were breaking down the division. They have the worst center group in hockey, and I still believe they have the worst center group in all of the NHL. Time out here. When we come back, a little preview of Sabres and Leafs. Craft Hockeyville, uh, 6.30 puck drop on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll go through it when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. 6.30 puck drop. West Lorne, Ontario for Craft Hockeyville. I love this event. It's really cool. Um, you get two NHL teams that get to play in front of a local community, a small town playing at a local rink. Uh, they usually will. In fact, usually they always will put money towards either renovating a new rink or building a new rink. Um, and you saw the picture. If you've seen the pictures of this rink that they're playing West Lauren arena, um, it looks awesome. They had $250,000 worth of upgrades for winning this, um, and getting to host this game. So awesome, awesome event. I love it. It's super cool. The U S version used to be a thing, but I don't think, 
I don't think they've done it. Um, I don't think they've done it in two years, really since the pandemic, I think. Um, but I know they didn't have it last year. Uh, yeah, 2021 actually is the last time they did it. Okay, so I guess they did do it once uh, after the pandemic, but they didn't do it. They didn't do it last year, and I think they should absolutely bring it back. It's a really cool, really cool event. Um, but anyways, here we are for West Lorne, just you know, closer to Michigan, around London, Ontario. The Sabers will not be fielding the as star-studded a lineup as you saw on Tuesday night, but you still have some regular NHLers in the lineup. And as for the Leafs, you'll have a couple of those as well. But starting with the Sabres lineup, as we look at it, um, starting with the first line, Dylan Cousins will be centering Victor Olofsson and Lucas Rusek. This will be an interesting test for Rusek, who we don't t- we haven't talked about as much, but he is in play. He is competing to make this team out of training camp. Uh, 24 years old, you know, he might think it's about time for me to do this. He scored in his first shift. For the Sabres last year in his regular season debut. Uh, Rusek with Cousins and Olofsson will get to see uh, what he does. Elsewhere a lot around the lineup. Tyson Jost will be centering Linus Weisback and Michael Mersch. Uh, Mersch, a uh, regular in the AHL. Weisback, maybe there's a chance for him to play up high a little bit later on. Elsewhere around the lineup, check out line three. Alex Kisikoff, second round pick of the Sabres a couple years ago. Russian forward. Stalled in his development a little bit, but this guy is lightning fast. Keep an eye on number 52 and watch for the skating. I talked about him after the prospects challenge. I'm not sure he's going to make the NHL one day. Like right now, I might want to bet he doesn't. I still want to think there's a chance, though. He's going to have to have a real big year, I think, in Rochester to start to show that he's on his way to doing that. But when you watch number 52, keep an eye on the skating because that is the really the thing that jumps off the page. Um, Peyton Krebs will be in the lineup tonight. He'll be centering a line that includes uh, Brett Murray on it. And then on the blue line, you get some NHLers. Owen Power with Henry Yoki Haru, uh, Jacob Bryson with Ryan Johnson. That's the guy I'll be watching for on the blue line again is Ryan Johnson. How close is he to NHL ready? And then probably for me, the number one player I'm queuing in on in this game, even more so than Rusek, more so than Cousins. I mean, we know who Cousins is, right? So we don't, you know, not wondering about him. The guy I'm looking, watching for is Ukepekalukanen. He is fighting for that second goalie job against Eric Comrie. He is definitively right now the leader in the clubhouse, and I would expect him to win the job, but he's got to earn it. He's got to earn it. And for me, it's not just about him beating out Comrie. It is him proving to everybody he is ready for the challenge of being the 1B to Devin Levi or even the 2 to Devin Levi. Can he show, hey, I've progressed. I've taken a step this year. I'm now two years removed from the hip, the major hip surgery that I had. I'm healthier. I'm ready to really hit my stride. Is this the beginning of Lukanen showing everybody that that is about to happen? We'll see. I might want to guess that he'll get the same workload as uh, as Devin Levi did last night. 40 minutes of play. Um, Dustin Zakarski will also be in the lineup. Uh, Michael Hauser also made the trip. So actually, I shouldn't just assume Lukanen will play 40 minutes. It could go 20-20-20. But whatever time Lukanen gets in the net, he is the guy that I am watching out for the most. 6.30 puck drop. Sabres and Leafs. Enjoy the game. We'll talk about it once it's over. Hopefully, again, if I could have one thing happen in this game, it would be that Ukapekalukanen shuts out Toronto in a period of play, two periods of play, makes some nice saves, looks well-polished. He's the guy I want to see the most from tonight. We'll see if we get it from number one between the pipes. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres Podcast. If you've got any thoughts on what we had to say today, go to our bad YouTube channel in the comment section or at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter. This has been the Lockdown Sabres Podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.